to Steam State of Mind, your favorite source for all things Steam education. Steam State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. Steam State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a Steam State of Mind. Steam State of Mind. <laughs> So we are coming to you from Kettering. I am Carrie. And I'm Bern. And this is Steam State of Mind. Welcome back, Bern. We had a bit of a hiatus with uh, our winter break. I know. I'm really happy to be back and just getting back into a routine again. Absolutely. (laughs) Kind of good, not just for for adults, but for the kids too. Absolutely. And so today we're going to talk about something um, really interesting, um, assessments. And, you know, before we kind of get into to talking about, um, you know, how we assess students here in the good old U.S. of A. and that kind of thing, um, what are some of the challenges from your point of view um, when you're talking about the, the need on the part of students and teachers and parents to see grades? And, and how does that kind of um, fit in or not fit in with the whole STEAM mindset? So the the biggest challenge is the perception that we need to have a grade for everything we do and the perception that a grade actually, you know, a letter A, B, C, or D, or F actually tells us how a child is doing. Um, and when I'm working with teachers and collaborating with teachers and we go through and they get all excited about everything and then the question comes, well, I need grades. Like, like what I need can to we grade the child on how they did on this project or this? Right. Okay. I need a grade to put in the, but we have power school and, you know, the grade book, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, so it, it, reflecting on, okay, well, what is a grade? You know, and, and what's the purpose? What's the meaning of a grade? And does that go along with the STEAM mindset? Because when we are grading, what you know, grades are in my opinion, are used, our assessments, I don't even want to call them grades, assessments are used to um, see how the student is progressing and what are the, their needs and what do they, you know, what do we, how can we address those needs? So let's take a break from the podcast for a minute. And I want to um, talk about what Matthew Lynch um, says about what an assessment really is. And so he defined the purpose of assessment in an article he wrote for the Advocate webpage as the purpose of assessment is to gather relevant information about student performance or progress or to determine student interest to make judgments about their learning process. After receiving this information, Teachers can reflect on each student's level of achievement, as well as on specific inclination of the group to customize their teaching plans. So the purpose of an assessment, according to Matthew Lynch, is not just to put a grade on how the student's performing, but it directs how the teachers plan their teaching. Now back to the podcast. more of um, 
it's used for a teacher more than a pat on the back because you know the teacher using assessing um how a student's performance and how they're progressing should show them and give them some directions of how what they need to do with their lessons and how to change and to provide meet the needs that the child, the students have and so steam education does a great job with you know meeting so many different needs i mean it's i mean it's for all people if you have a steam mindset but the grades just don't quite fit into the purpose of assessment you know where we have taken something that is supposed to help students and to help the teachers you know to see how they're progressing and that type of thing what do we need to do to help them and it's changed into this you know um my child needs an a mm -hmm. and how do i get that a you know can i do this little worksheet over here as extra credit to bump up that a and it's like okay well what are we really assessing then that they can do a worksheet and fill in the blanks or whatever and like okay yeah you did a little more work so that's going to bump it up but does that really tell me what the how the students progressing or where they are at different standards yeah well let's let's back up a little bit so I'm hearing you, but I think underlying this is, I don't think you, you as an educator think we should just throw out assessments, correct? Oh, absolutely not. We have to have assessments. Right. So, so talk a little bit about, you know, this idea that, that maybe assessments don't really fit into the STEAM mindset versus assessments do have a place in the classroom and, and a place in our schools. Yeah, so... There's you're you're asking two different things. Am right. I just what I'm what I've heard from this question? And one is the purpose of an assessment, and then the purpose of grades. Right. Because assessment is, um, you know, the seeing taking how a student is performing and what they are not just performing, but you know, are they able to um, prove that they have mastered different skills and different, you know, different the standards? And are they progressing in the way that is um, expected of them and, you know, assessing it? So there's like formative assessment and then there's summative assessment. So the formative assessment is like that process and it's... Um, the whole, um, the journey, you know, it's the path to get to mastery of our standards, you know. And so, you know, a lot of times we put grades on that formative assessment. Well, in my opinion, and in some other people's opinions, that should not be, there shouldn't be grading. So what I would tell, to, what I tell teachers sometimes, just think about if you got a football team together and, you went ahead and you played a scrimmage pre for the season. You're just trying to get work out, you know, okay, whose strengths, weakness, what do we need to work on? What do we need to do? That kind of thing. And um, you have a score, you scrimmage another school, you have a score, and then that score goes on your, you know, chances of going to the, you know, to the playoffs. playoffs. Right. Okay. Is that fair? 
No, because you're testing things. You're trying things out. You're learning. You're seeing what's working, what's not working. What, right. What can what we improve we... upon? What What can we learn? Right. So like, you know, scrimmages are like formative assessments, that type of thing. And then even, I, I mean, so is it, is it, I don't know if we want to call it fair, but is that really a good assessment? You know, putting down a grade, or I should say, is that, it is a good assessment to do formative assessment, but is it a good grade to put in the report card to be able to say, yeah, you know, your child, when, you know, we were trying to work on, you know, what is the different forms of energy and they were doing this homework or they did this, um, something in class or whatever, and they didn't do so well on it yet. Okay. Well, there's key word yet. And they're not supposed to have it mastered yet, but we're working on that. And is it fair to be able to, or put that in there? The other thing, you know, like I know a lot of teachers when we're talking about grades, you know, um, and this really bugs me is the, (laughs) um, well, we'll just give them a participation grade. Well, what in the world does that mean? So are we measuring their behavior or are we measuring their academic performance? Because those are two different things too, you know, so, you know, students and their behavioral and how they, you know, um, how they're performing in that aspect is well, their totally ability separate. to participate. I mean, yeah, should we and, be and grading that, you know, exactly, maybe, maybe not, but then, you know, but I'm not blaming teachers and I should emphasize this at the beginning of this whole discussion as a classroom teacher, I have probably done everything that I shouldn't have done, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and worked through this whole process. This was a learning path for me. If you would have assessed me sometimes on how I was assessing and grading kids, I would give myself an F at some points in my educational career, you know. Um, and so I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, you know, these other people who are doing this, they're, you doing know, it wrong or they're doing it wrong it, yeah. or it's terrible or whatever, because I probably done most of it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, learning along the way and figuring out like, okay, what does this really mean? And really thinking about what I'm doing, you know, is really hard. And and I guess one of the things that really um, got me one time is um, I had, I was really trying to do mastery grades and not put grades in the report card for formative assessments, only summative assessments and stuff. And I had some parents complain that I wasn't putting in enough grades mm-hmm. You know, like, what am I, why am I not seeing these grades for this and that type of thing? And they went to the principal. And so the principal required me to put in a grade. I had to have a grade (laughs) in their grade card at least once a week, put one grade in a week. Well, like, okay, why? If it, if they're not, you know, had they don't have it mastered, do you want to know their progress? Like I could put in things that progress, progress. Grade, I don't like know. we do progress oh, monitoring progress, right. and all that sure. stuff, but they wanted grades A, B, C, D, F. Okay. Well, at that time, you know, if we really went by the grading system, and if we were starting a unit or starting a project or doing whatever, they should all get us because they don't have it mastered. They don't know what they're doing. They're failing at it, but they're going to work their way to an A. You right. Know? So, I it's just some of these things are just you know it's that parental pressure. It's that pressure that you know through the administrators and this whole evaluation system of the grades and putting that in there because i mean think about it like you know 
they have witty grades in the high school, right? A lot of times. And so who has the highest GPA? Yeah, the, the, that path to the to valedictorian that you, you have to plan it. You have to. Right. Yeah. But is that really, is that the right goal? I, I don't know. That's probably I, a whole nother. Yeah, that's true. All right. Topic. Let's, let's go back. <laughs> so let's talk about how does Kettering report student performance and student progress? And are those two different things? So how, how do we do that here in Kettering? So in Kettering, um, in the elementary, I'm not, I'm not as familiar. I think I know the high school and the middle school, how they do it. But in the elementary, we do the ESNU for the primary grades and then the um, letter grades for the intermediate grades. And so um, the ESNU is like, you know, um, excellent, satisfactory, needs improvement, I think it is, or an, an unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. And then the letter grades, A, B, C, D, F. Okay. And so those, um, that's how we report to parents. That's how we say, this is how your child is progressing. Okay? What does that mean? Right. Well, I mean, but think about just, let's just even just look at the letter grades. Yeah. What's a C? A, a C. A C is like is a okay? satisfactory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, average. So the majority of our students, if we go by the letter grade system, the high majority of our students should be receiving all C's because that is what your average, let's say your fifth grade, that's what your average fifth grade student should be performing at. Okay. Now that doesn't happen, you know, (laughs) and believe me, you know, I was in the classroom for 26, seven, whatever years I forget. And, you know, what happens is that, you know, parents like, oh, you know, if I don't get if it's not an A or the student thinks they're not doing a very good job, if they don't get an A or whatever. Now, it'd be great if we could go ahead and um, we work our way to the students working at a satisfactory level and that they have mastered the skills for that, you know, what's expected of them. Let's put it that way. And, but, and call that satisfactory in A, because that's kind of where we are in our perception about letter grades right now, you know, um, because that's where we want to work to. We want to work and teachers want to work these, work with these kids so that they have these skills mastered. What we view and what we have our grading system as, you know, is that, you know, C is supposed to be that, okay, they have it mastered. If they get a B, okay, they're doing more than just mastering those standards. And A, it's like, wow, you know, they're just really excelling, you know, and they're advanced in these areas and they're blah, blah, blah. Well, we use A basically as our satisfactory, you know, in most cases, you know. So you have, you know, in Kettering, um, you know, we have that system that is the most common system throughout the United States, okay? And teachers struggle with it. And sometimes um, I remember one of the students got a B, okay? The parent went crazy. How could we get a B? And, you know, the, <laughs> oh, it caused all kinds of problems. Like they one didn't, uh, it, was, it was a mess. And it's like, but that's what, you know, you look at all the data that we have and whatever. Well, this teacher, the, the, finally the, the principal came down and just said, just give her a name. Oh, 
And and the teacher was like, what? I'm not going to do that. And he was like, there's no way I'm going to, you know, just because that's not what. And and she was like, well, come on, just do it so we can just move on. And and she and she actually said something that made sense. These grades really don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, in, in elementary. OK, what's an A and a B and what are we fighting for and that kind of thing? But then on the teacher's side, it's like, okay, what are we, you know, like, is this ethical or is this whatever? Yeah. And so, um, well, should, so, so it's hard all across the board, grades and so how it's should, perceived. So we we give at the elementary. We'll just we'll just talk elementary. So we give, you get a report card, four times a year, right? Right. So, should we be looking at changing? the way we grade based on whether it's your first quarter, your second quarter, your third quarter, or your fourth? Should it be progressive? In other words, should should we be looking at report cards that are more formative in those first couple of quarters and summative as you get toward the end of the school year when you maybe... Um, would hope the child had mastered all that foundational education they've learned through that school year. Is that do we need to look at a different way of? Well, I, I of, wish we of could assessing re, of doing report cards through the year. Right. I, I wish that we could just totally. Um, we'd have to train so many people. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and well, more. And again, we're just, we're just talking, you know, yeah. like in yes. in Utopia. <laughs> if we could do this, if we lived in Utopia, and we could if just, we could only change and the world. We yes. could change the world, and how we assess kids, and mm. what a report card looks like, and what it says. Right. Like so, pretend like we're Utopia, and what would that? What would you say would be so ideal? With a steam mindset, what yeah. I think. Um, you know, like, let's just get away from the perception of what an A, B, C, D, F, because what that means. And you try to get away from um, or kind of the misconception that parents have about the value of that grade and what that, you know, like those bumper stickers, you know, my child's an honor student. Well, okay, whatever. You know, like, <laughs> you, got okay. a, you got your lots of educating to do there. Son. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> You know, but and it then, is utopia, so that's yeah, all right. And then, we can you know, talk like, about that. And teachers have, you know, like some teachers feel that, you know, if their kids aren't getting high grades, it reflects on them as a teacher, you know. And then we have, like, you know, students' self-esteem with grades, you know. I, I'm sorry, but we're not all created equal. I mean, I, if you oh, we've would, talked about that a lot with, with yeah. the whole STEAM mindset. Yeah, yeah that, the differentiation. And, I mean, if you evaluated me on my writing Okay, I would be, I am not even a C student with my writing skills. Now, I keep working on it. I keep getting better and better, I hope. But, you know, like I would I would give myself an F probably in some of the things that I do or whatever or <laughs> needs improvement, okay? <laughs> but, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not a smart person, you know, or whatever. It's just a weakness that I have to constantly be looking at. But, you know, imagine with that self-esteem with that. And then, you know, the whole thing with, um, you know, evaluating, you know, the progress that they're making instead of, you know, the, you know, like the, the journey. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we looked at, 
if we were doing in our we just say the steam set of mind, state of mind in our utopia world, you know, I would love, you know, to be able to um, stop using grades, first of all, as the motivator, you know, how many, and I've done this, absolutely done this. Mm -hmm. How many times have, you know, teachers have said, well, you're going to get a grade on this, or, you know, that's going to go in the grade book. You know, as like that is supposed to motivate a child to learn, you know. Um, so and Rick Wormley, who is an, a, an amazing author, and I've gone to some of his workshops and all of these things. And he is um, a guru. Let's take a break from the podcast for a moment. And I want to make sure that I give Rick Wormley the credit that he deserves for helping change the mindset of what a true evaluation assessment is. And so Rick Wormley is an experienced classroom and building educator who now writes professional articles and education books while training teachers, principals, superintendents, business organizations, school boards, and parents in North America and around the world, emphasizing up-to-date pedagogy, innovation, and professionalism. If you ever want to read some of his books, they're well worth the time. All right, now back to the podcast. And he, you know, in one of his um, um, workshops I went to, you know, he said, we're failing if the student asks, well, will this be on, you know, the test, the test. or will this be, you know, are you going to put this in the grade book? Because you know, we're using that as are the students are like that. This is only when it counts or this is only, you know, when it's important because learning is what's important. Right. That process and, and, you know, being able to apply and that type of thing, it's not, you know, the motivation shouldn't be just for a grade. So my utopia world, I'd get rid of that motivator. Okay. My, the next thing would be, you know, um, the competency, you know, there's a whole system out there now, or there is this thing that actually the Kettering before the pandemic, we were working and trying to um, get more with um, the author and the um, John Hattie. Right. And John Hattie is trying to promote more with the competency based grading, where it's not, you know, you are taking, um, the basically we're assessing the academic and we're not in, we're not putting together all of the, you know, um, the, how are the kids, you know, the organization, the compliance, the behavioral and all of that stuff lumping into that. So it's a competence, competency based grading system where you are looking at the mastery of the content and we're eliminating grading of practice work and non-academic behaviors. And so instead of even giving them a grade, what I would love to do is having, you know, like the whole list of these, this is what we're trying to master this year. Okay. Give this, you know, you work all year and trying to get them to master. And then at the end of the year, you got to prove, okay, prove to me, you know, this. And let the students prove it to you. You let the student decide how they prove it? And let the student Instead decide how to prove it. Instead of you, the teacher, deciding that we're going to take this one test. Right. And I'm going to give that to you 25 kids. Yep. And that's going to determine whether you mastered this or not. Right. 
No. Whereas let what, the student... what we could do is turn it over to the student and let them use their creativity and say, I'm going to prove that I know this by... And yeah. who, my gosh, who knows what you could come up with? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I know. And don't you think the students would be more oh, yeah. engaged into yeah. proving that they know it and right. how they know it and that type of thing? And and they they would be assessing based on their own abilities what works <laughs> for them in showing that I've mastered this versus a piece of paper that you have to go and yeah. answer questions or write a paragraph or, you know, do a problem or something. That that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I mean, and so, so like, then, what would we have to do? You know, because we're still in utopia with this, of course. So, I how mean, could I, how could we ever move toward that? Because we are such a society that is just hinged on those grades, and I need to see the grade, and I need to, you know, I need to see how I did. Right. Well, I mean, but even but it's a society, it's our culture, and in, in, in our country. Right. You know, it's oh, yeah. a cultural thing because look at what even in the state of Ohio schools, what do we get? We get a report card. Mm. And what do we have we on our report cards? We get a grade. grade. Oh, it's yeah. not such a great idea. <laughs> you know, and our district's grade is the same as another district. You know, it's the same. Oh, my God. No, that's. Yeah. Don't get me started on that either. But so, I mean, it's so it is a it's a mindset. It is a mindset that we have in our country, um, in the United States, and that somehow grades are how you evaluate how somebody is doing or how some, you know, or how like a person is progressing or a school district is progressing or whatever, instead of really digging down into the, you know, okay, what, what, how how do you have, do you have this master? Can you prove it? Because the other part that I would love to do in the, um, in this whole, you know, utopia that we keep talking about is, you know, there is this depth and complexity, um, that really, that we are learning about more and more teachers are using more and more in these higher level questioning, these higher level thinking where it's the application aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And so, because there was, um, um, a person who I absolutely love um, reading some of these things when the teachers are actually evaluating, you know, like I can go ahead and they can pass the test where they can regurgitate information or they can, they have a general idea of what the question's going to be and write an essay about it and all that stuff. And then when it comes to application or it comes to higher level of thinking, they're clueless. Mm -hmm. So they can pass the test but they're clueless in how to apply or how, what does this mean? And why, you know, so do they really have it mastered then if they don't even, if they don't know what to do with it? And so, so and what are we trying to do? Right. And you have a, you have a, a great kind of a working definition of what mastery is. Read that because it, it just fits right in with, with what your yeah. utopia report card looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick Wormley talks about uh, and and I love how he says it's working definition mm -hmm. you know because it's not like the it's right. a working like it's something that can you know it's fluid but he has that students have mastered content when they demonstrate a thorough understanding as evidenced by doing um, by as evidenced by doing something substantial with the content beyond merely echoing it and that's kind of exactly what you were just talking about how neat it would be to let our students tell us how they've mastered yeah. 
Prove it. A subject area or or a lesson. Right. Don't regurgitate it. Prove it. Imagine how creative that could get and how oh my God. amazing I mean, that could amazing. be. And, and then being and able to integrate all of that kids together. Might learn if yeah. they're just given the opportunity to yeah. show us what what they've mastered. Yeah, and, and then they actually will find what they don't quite get and then they will they will be motivated then to learn and find, and discover and work on what they don't know and what they need to, you know, learn more or whatever and, you know, ask more questions and that type of thing. Um, and wouldn't that be beautiful if they would be responsible for their own learning and knowing Okay, I have to do this. Not only their own learning, but showing that they've mastered what they were taught. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And so then I love um, <laughs> another thing that um, I, I love this quote um, from Ben Franklin in the 1750, um, Poor Richard's Almanac. And, and this has resonated with me. And I think I got it from one of Rick Wormley's conferences. I don't remember, but I remember it. Um, but anyways, it says... Um, this is a quote, Tim was so learned that he could name a horse in nine languages. So ignorant that he bought a cow to ride on. And so it's like, thank yeah. you, Ben Franklin. You gotta love the guy. I know, you know, it's like, okay, Benny understood that all the way back in 1750, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you can regurgitate and take a test and, but you know, what good is it if you can't, if you're going to jump on a cow and try to ride it across the. The planes, eh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And on that note, I think it's time for Ask Coach S. Is it really already? And you know what? What's neat is I have a a question from Dawn that has probably absolutely nothing to do with what we talked about today, which is kind of cool. So we get to touch on another subject. So Dawn says, how can the STEAM mindset be incorporated into the preschool environment? So you said that it, you, you're, you, Carrie, you said that it didn't go with what we were talking about, but actually it fits in really well with what we're talking about. Okay. So preschool, do we give them letter grades? Oh, so what you're saying is we should look to our preschool assessment as a way to <laughs> assess our K-12 kids, maybe? Yes. I mean, think about what they, are, what they do in preschool and and I actually I I knew nothing about the preschool education and stuff like that until I moved over to a different um, school. They set up my office over there, and um, I'm in the you're preschool. In the, you're world. right in the preschool hallway, aren't you? Oh yeah, and it is wonderful, yeah. absolutely wonderful. But their assessments are um, how they're really truly progressing, and what they are really, you know, how they are. Um, you know, like from from point A, how how did you get from point A to point B to master this or whatever? And they don't give them letter grades. They actually see and then they do these formative assessments that can be just watching mm-hmm. the kids and seeing what they're doing and how they're playing with the blocks or how they're manipulating things or how they're, you know, skipping down the hall or whatever it is. The thing is, is that they are doing true formative assessments and then they can identify when it's mastered and that is what's reported. 
the mastery of it. They don't give them letter grades. They don't give them whatever, you know, an E or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they, yeah. <laughs> you know, that other thing. So I think we can learn a lot. And actually, you know, Don, the thing is, is that I really believe that the preschool environment probably has one of the best team mindset that, you know, in our whole district, because you're con- they are constantly exploring, they're constantly learning through discovery, they're constantly being problem solvers, and these kids are curious, they're creative, they don't have the mindset that they can't, you know, they mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, we'll do, and we'll try, and we'll... We'll, they, get, it, we'll get it done, because, we'll get it done. yeah. They love making mistakes and not worrying about it, and like, okay, well, hey, that didn't turn out, but look, that was kind of cool with this. Yeah, I mean, these kids are so much fun to be around. And so, I, I mean, incorporating, you know, STEAM education into the, you know... um preschool environment i think they already have it it's just it just looks a little different than it does for the a fifth grade classroom sure which you is know. okay it should it should yeah maybe it should yeah but, but the then mindset we might, we, but the we might also take some lessons from that mindset that preschool mindset we we need the fifth grade teachers or you know the fifth grade culture or whatever you want to say needs to look at the what the preschool teachers are doing and observing what they're doing and say, ah, yeah, they that's what we should be doing more of. And look how engaged these kids are and look at yeah. how much fun they're having learning and they want to learn. That's yeah. the state Sounds state like we mind. need to get a couple of preschool teachers on this podcast. You know what? That would be fun. Yeah, it would be. That would be. That is a good idea. From the horse's mouth, we can find out how they yeah. incorporate steam <laughs> into their environment every day. Awesome. All right. Awesome. This was fun great getting back together with you. again. It was great getting yes. back together. Great chatting with you. And uh, we'll do it again real soon. Okay. Looking forward to it. 